Hello and welcome to the Under the Bridge first, second annual beach off. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be very difficult because we're not at a beach, but as long as we're all clear on the rules of what it means to beach one another off, we can continue. (laughs) Oh god, almighty. I am, of course, kidding. like the soundtrack in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we have a guest today. Hello. My name is Rich. Uh, I'd like to go as instrumental, but hi, how's everybody doing? Well. I'm doing well as well. And we are your regular hosts, Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And it's time to cover some news. (laughs) But also, (laughs) before I cover the news, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for dropping on. Yeah, I was like, you know, when you first talked about it, I was like, this seems like a really awesome idea, and um, it's just awesome seeing you guys being so consistent, and it's, uh, you know, you guys are going to make it something pretty awesome going down the line. Heck yeah. Stay with it. That is absolutely the idea. That is the plan. <laughs> that is the L plan. <laughs> you know who seemingly doesn't have a plan? Hmm. Monster Energy. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they're apparently launching a suit against Glowstick Entertainment to try to get them to change the name of their 2020 horror game, Dark Deception: Monsters and Mortals. What? It's yeah. It's a word. It's just, <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's crazy. Ugh. It's crazy in today's day and age. Yeah, apparently it's confusingly similar to their energy drink. How <laughs> is it green? No. Then no, what, like the they kind of did. They kind of did etching almost. Uh, when you're talking about monsters, you're thinking like I don't know, creepy and like I don't know, eerie almost. But I don't know. It doesn't look similar in any way. They didn't use like the little line in the the O that the monster does, and I don't know. It was it's weird that you're like trying to sue someone for having the name and almost I guess using the same aesthetic, but yeah. It's not huh. the first time Monster has done this either. They've actually gone up against Capcom and Pokemon. Really? Yes. Who do you think you are? <laughs> For real. <laughs> idiots. They think they're idiots, apparently. Uh. Oh goodness. I don't know. When I was I was watching uh Moist Critical's thought on it and everything like that, and he basically was just like, How have we come to this point? Of where, you know, some big corporation is trying to take the little people out. Because this game doesn't have that many people, like, playing it. He When he looked it up, there was, like, eight people currently playing it. And the peak was, like, 200 and something people playing it at, like, one given time. So, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of really sleazy that they're going after just because of the fact that it, I guess, confuses their customers. I don't know. <laughs> And it doesn't. It's just them trying to flex and be, we're the only ones who could use this very popular, very common use word. In Mm. fact, according to Glowstick CEO Vincent Livings, per the overreaching settlement terms that Monster Energy sent, it demands that in exchange for allowing them to use the name Monsters and Mortals, they agree to never name any other game any variation of the word monster. It also forces us to agree to never use a green and white logo on a black background for any game we ever make. So they own the colors green and white, too, apparently. Yeah, I even, like, read a little bit on, like, also that saying that they can't use Beast or Unleash either. 
Are those names of flavors? No, it's like their slogan, like Unleash the Beast or something like that. Uh, I don't know. It's, oh. I don't know. How are you going to take someone's vocabulary away from <laughs> yeah. their design? Like, Especially when you have almost nothing to do with games. You have Monster Energy Supercross, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And other people were using the term monster in relation to games well before you were. I hope this does the usual thing, because I feel like what happens with stories like this is that it gets big, and it's like, let's go and pay attention to the thing that, or the people that they're suing, and it's like, cool, thanks for the extra business, we think? <laughs> yeah. Like, it could No, do as the... long as it gets more people to play it. Yeah, yeah it could no. do the other thing, and people are like, oh, I've never even heard of this game. And then they go actually and like watch a video and they're like, oh, this game's pretty cool. And then they go yeah. out and buy it. I don't know. It's it's strange that they're strong arming such a small company in this. And the really frustrating part is that the main thing that's gaining traction and the main thing everybody keeps reporting on is that, yeah, Monster once tried to get Pokemon and Capcom to stop using the term Monster. And it's like, okay, but that's not what's currently happening. What's currently happening is they're trying to bully an indie studio. Yeah. yeah. So how about we focus on that? Yeah, and I'm sure that that didn't go anywhere because Capcom and Pokemon are not indie studios. They have loads of lawyers that are probably told Monster very effectively to kick rocks. That's unfortunately not the same situation here. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. In any case, I don't need an excuse not to buy Monster because I think it tastes <laughs> like ass. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> this just makes it all that much easier. Mm, yeah. I, and I'm comfortable saying that because, hey, I didn't use the word in relation to anything else. What are you going to do? Yeah. Sue me? Oh, God. Crazy. Yeah, no. By the time this particular episode could possibly gain any traction. <laughs> yeah, right. Late, suckers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. No, actually do sue us so that it can maybe do the thing we were talking about where it... Slap them back. Yeah, like, it yeah. takes off. Like, oh, <laughs> now I'm going to start listening to these people. Hey, there you go. Yeah, by all means. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the part where I need to hire a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, that, that part kind of sucks. I mean, I probably have to do that so, too. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, the extra, extra attention is bad, but it's like, legal fees are a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just do like a GoFundMe or something. I'm pretty sure people ooh, will support ooh. the fact that, you know, just to, at least the bare minimum pay for whatever to, like, get them out of our hair, you know? Mm. Good point. Hit me with it, Monster Energy. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so so bizarre what the way that they're going about it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. In news that is nearer and dearer to my heart, but also very unofficial, rumors abound that we're getting a very high quality Persona Three remake. Yeah. Wasn't there a remaster not that long ago? Yes, there was, mm-hmm. but like that's gonna stop Sega if they want money. That's fair. <laughs> Allegedly, the footage which depicts Yukari Takaba firing some arrows is from Sega Japan's internal meeting of 2021. There's characters on the top right that reads footage in development. It also features some really upscaled Sonic Frontier stuff and what looks to be a potential another jet set radio. Yeah, I mean... I, uh, I mean, okay, so for the last one... I'm not going to believe anything regarding that unless there's an actual announcement or gameplay footage, but I'd be lying if I said that didn't have at least a little bit of my attention. True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it is, as much as I would want another uh, Persona anything, Jet Set has 
long needed some sort of uh love oh yeah but i mean i don't know some people are saying like it's like a fan-made project potentially so you know today's day and age people know how to you know really do a whole bunch to make it seem as if it's legit as possible because it's, oh, it's no. something made in 2021 so now it's being shown it's i don't know it's, it's yeah it's entirely possible this is fake yeah like i said i won't believe any part of it until actual announcements or actual gameplay like trailers happen but part of my brain is kind of doing the whole no please like even though i've never touched any of those games it's like don't give me hope <laughs> <laughs> This is one of those ones where I almost didn't include it because it's not really news, it's just rumors. But on the flip side, A, it's Persona, and B, no, that's pretty much it. I did it because it's Persona, <laughs> and that franchise has been near and dear to my heart for the last five years-ish, mm-hmm. almost. Eh, closer to four. Mm, that's fair. However, I would have rather gotten Persona 2 Duology Remake or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because 3's already been remade, like, three times. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if it's something so great, you know, you just... As long as they're, like, carrying it on to the next, you know, generation, that's pretty cool. Yep. Just gotta keep going back to that well over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which actually segues very nicely into my next bit of news. Mm-hmm. Who's ready for Shrek 5? <laughs> what? I mean, for- that sounds <laughs> awesome. I don't know. Shrek has been pretty cool, but, I mean, having a fifth one would be definitely something to, like, recapture my childhood. I thought Shrek was dead. (laughs) Like, not the character, I thought just the franchise was dead at this point. (laughs) Well, it ain't over yet. Well, I mean, they had the Puss in Boots, he says. Yeah, they had the Puss in Boots, so, like, I mean, in the same world, but... No, that's, that's true, I didn't think about that. Yeah. What was crazy is, like... When I was looking things up about Shrek, I went on YouTube just to see if there was anything more. And I saw that, I guess, I don't know if you've seen the Shrek retold on YouTube. No. No. No? Dude, honestly, this is top 10 best content on YouTube. I know it sounds so, like, jokingly said, but the way that they do it is pretty cool. It's like they have, like, a bunch of different styles of films, like, some, you know, sketches to animation to live action to having even different types of genres to like mix it into it drama or like a sitcom or you know like and it okay. retells the first shrek i mean i don't know it was it's pretty awesome i was very like what and then i was like oh, okay and then i was like whoa this is really well done so i don't know i, I was just a little thing like if you guys have time definitely definitely watch that i okay. might have to this sounds very Dover Boys of Pimento University reanimated collaboration, but that was only like a 10-minute Looney Tunes short as opposed to a yeah, hour-and-a-half movie. Yeah, it's like an hour-and-a-half, yeah. I'm pretty sure it like really just literally takes it from first scene to end scene in their own style of, I don't know, five to ten-minute clips of different styles of film. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Nutty. But yeah, no, uh, per Illumination founder and CEO Chris Melodandry, he is a creative partner to DreamWorks while they're looking to work more on the Shrek franchise. Apparently, Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, and Eddie Murphy are all in talks to return. No mm. deals are in place, but negotiations are going well, according to Chris. He also said, there's the potential for, and I can't, it's a donkey movie. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Which they did push in boots, so that's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, in a it's lot still of ways, crazy. Donkey kind of not so much carried, but like he definitely was not just a co-character mm. in the in the actual story. He was right there, really making the movie the movie that it is. True. True. On the one hand, I feel like you're right. On the other hand, I also feel like having a movie entirely focused around Donkey is going to get real old real quick. Yeah, hmm. I feel that. It's going to be a microcosm... No, not a microcosm, a macrocosm of that scene from Shrek 2 where he's just sitting in the car making the... noise. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not be yourself for five minutes? <laughs> you're just going to be sitting there going, Is it over yet? Hmm. But it ain't over yet. Oh, boy. And speaking of continuations that probably don't need to happen, according to Bloomberg, Warner Brothers Discovery is close to a deal for a new online TV series based on Harry Potter. Okay. Huh. Okay. I mean, I'm, I don't know. As a kid, I loved Harry Potter. I was really immersed into the world. My cousin loved it. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little, like, stoked in a way. I kind of like it- the world of Harry Potter, so seeing where it goes. I don't mind the world, but I mind... This is supposed to be apparently a reboot, basically, Mm -hmm. where each season of the series is based on one of the books, and it's just like... The the last movie only came out about, what, 12 years ago? Yeah. That's not that terribly long, and just because you failed with Fantastic Beasts minus a bunch of beasts in terms of actually expanding the world doesn't mean you have to go back to exactly the same thing. Yeah. I mean, have they said this is the story of, like, Harry and Hermione and Rupert, or...? Yeah, since each season is going to be based on one of the books. Yeah. Well, fair, but I was going to say, is it still going to be, like, 100% focused on them, or is it going to explore other aspects? another character that's, like, a side character or something like that in the same time frame. If they did that, that'd be cool. I can't imagine they're that creative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Case in point, Fantastic Beasts, now about Dumbledore and Wizard Hitler. (laughs) I still need to watch the final one. (laughs) I mean, a guy on YouTube, he kind of did a good job with uh, basically casting who should play, like, Harry Potter, who should play Hermione, and, like, you know, even, like, the teachers and, like, the bigger characters, like, the older characters. And, I don't know, it was kind of cool seeing, like, his mindset on... uh, what actor and actresses would be fit to play the parts it's like actors and actresses that are like not well known definitely kids but yeah i mean i don't know i i like i said as a kid i kind of liked the harry potter and it would be kind of cool seeing it kind of reimagined oh yeah casting speculation is always fun Mm -hmm. oh yes I'm I I don't know who the up and coming child actors or teenage actors are these days, so I have no idea who it would be. But casting speculation is always fun. Yeah, the way that he kind of put it was casting people or you know kids that aren't too well known, but like can really hold their own when it comes to like performing. Yeah, the ones that have potential but aren't already locked into a multi-film <laughs> yeah. picture deal. Kind of kind of like how the original Harry Potter was, you know, like they all yeah. kind of were. Now they, like, became those, you know, actors, or those characters. Daniel Radcliffe was Harry Potter, and yes. now he's the star of my favorite movie of 2022, Weird <laughs> the Al Yankovic story. <laughs> yes. I definitely still need to see that. Same. 
Well, maybe Warner Brothers can use this to pad some time out while they work on another idea, because according to James Gunn, discussions have been had about a Marvel-DC crossover. Yes. I... I wouldn't expect great things, but I would be very interested in it. Now, I did kind of clickbait that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's not going in the title, so that way nobody can say clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Because what he said was, that's many years away. Yeah. I have to establish what we're doing at DC first. I would be lying to say that we haven't discussed it, but all discussions have been very, very light and fun. Which, good. This should not be a serious discussion thing, yeah. because at this stage, you don't have DC. So it would be, and hell, you don't have a lot of the Marvel characters that people have really come to care about anymore. So now it would be some Marvel characters crossed over with a bunch of people nobody knows yet. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I can. I mean, yeah. wasn't like the first time that they did like a crossover, like with the comic books, was like with Spider-Man, like Superman and Spider-Man, I believe. That was definitely one of the earlier ones. Yeah. They made some big events out of the JLA versus the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't... <sighs> I don't know how I feel about this, because on the one hand, yeah, that does sound cool, but on the other hand, there's there's a quote by Dave Goyer, writer of Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. that Batman v Superman is the movie you go to when you've run out of ideas. <laughs> Admittedly- yeah. That hasn't aged well. <laughs> no, no. And to be fair, you know, not every- writing is a job, you don't always get to pick what you work on, and it's possible his opinion changed in between, but there's some truth to that. Throwing things together in an adversarial way is what you do kind of when you can't really think of what else to do. Case in point, it's the third and final Steve Rogers movie is him fighting Iron Man. And it was a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Civil War is still one of my favorites. But, yeah. Mm. Especially, it feels like another attempt at serial escalation when you think about how far out it would have to be. Because we've already had, oh, all the Avengers team up. Oh, the Avengers team up with the Guardians. Oh, the Avengers are about to team up with a bunch of different multiversal Avengers in, like, four <laughs> years or something. Yeah. Oh, they're going to team up with an entirely different company worth of superheroes. God, can yeah. we go back to, like, can we go back to Daredevil or some shit? Yeah, I mean, one thing that would be pretty cool, though, is I know that they did a little Marvel vs. DC, and it was like their realms were, like, going against each other. So, like, it was yeah. all the characters. So that would be cool if that was, like, the one-and-done type situation where we have everybody on this super freaking crazy movie where we have a bunch of superheroes facing one another. Definitely, hmm. especially because there was some wacky stuff that went on in there. Like, Quicksilver versus Flash took place on Marvel Earth and Quicksilver ended up winning because there's no speed force. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a very fun fight. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't remember who Scarlet Witch fought or if she fought anybody, but it turned out DC Universe is literally, like, just infused with chaos magic, so she's even more powerful there. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Batman and Cap ended up not at... They, I think they ended up, like, scoping each other out during their fight. Batman, I think, conceded that Cap could probably beat him, but that there was something bigger going on, and then they decided to team up, so that was cool. Uh-huh. I think Superman fought Thor, but I feel like nowadays you'd probably have Thor fight Shazam. Mm. Yeah, that would be, in terms of, like, abilities and, like, setup, probably a more equal match. And then I think it but who'd like... fight Superman? Yeah. I mean, uh, Spider-Man. I don't know. That's one thing that they had as, like, a actual thing that happened, or in the yeah, comics, at but... least. 
but that yeah. was a much longer time ago when mm-hmm. it was just basically they scaled the- top dog versus top dog of like the companies. Yeah, yeah, because realistically, Spider-Man ain't touching Superman. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Clever ways, I don't know. You'd have to hit Superman with like a time-stopping ray for Spider-Man to even catch up with him, and if he managed to land a hit after that, Soup's reaction would probably be, "Huh, that tickles." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like Storm was facing against Wonder Woman too, and like beat her Ooh, or something like that. That's fun. Yeah, Storm versus Wonder Woman is a sick idea. Mm. I'm still trying to figure out who would really... The only person I could realistically think of is going up against Superman would be Tony Stark, and he is unfortunately a bit dead. Nah, <laughs> yeah. Tony, Tony can't even fight Thor. He wouldn't last against Supes. Mm. Put, yeah. him up, put Tony up against Blue Beetle. Oh, fair. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the, the, I, I've rambled on enough about who fights who. <laughs> last week... Greg and I talked about Ike Perlmutter being let go from Disney, well, from Marvel specifically, mm. by Disney, and how this is a great thing, because he's a terrible, terrible man. Mm. Mm. Absolute cheapskate, probably racist, probably <laughs> sexist. <laughs> just the wombo combo of just bad everything corporate human beingness. <laughs> yeah. He did an interview with the Wall Street Journal. And in it, he said, oh, I was fired. I wasn't laid off, which, okay, cool. That makes you sound worse. Yeah, that's not better, dog. (laughs) He also said, all they talk about is box office, box office. I care about the bottom line. I don't care how big the box office is. Only people in Hollywood talk about box office. Bruh! The box office... Yeah, the box office directly correlates with the bottom line. <laughs> How the fuck do you think you make money? How do you think the Marvel Studios movies make money? I know you're not really in charge of them anymore, and you're mostly dealing with, like, the merchandising side of it, but, bruh! Yeah. <laughs> what do you think makes people want to buy the merch? Mm. Well, it's yeah, the movies. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, too, because it's a taste of his own medicine, because he was very, you know, cutting corners or cheap and... Now, like Disney's, like, oh yeah, we we we're we're gonna do that too, and you're kind of one to be the big guy <laughs> that we're gonna let go, a big chunk of money. <laughs> yeah, now that you mention it, Ike, I know how we could save millions of dollars. Yeah. Really, <laughs> okay, it's you like, asked for it. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's your very early and unplanned retirement. <laughs> yeah, like Here he's the go. one that's leading the whole entire conference, and then all of a sudden, like they turn and are like, oh, okay, yeah, um, well, I think the first thing we'll do is, uh, yeah, we'll let you go. <laughs> It's like, what about my 401k? It just throws a uh, Iron Man book bag with a 401k letter <laughs> in it. It's like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I can almost see where he's coming from in the sense of, yeah, they spend a lot of money on stuff, and sometimes, like with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, it doesn't always pay off. Mm. But cutting corners to the point of excessive frugality just damages audience trust and just makes them less likely to go for the things you're pushing anyway. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, shut up, Ike. Yeah, it's like yeah. Pinch, it's like pinching pennies in order to like I don't know try to make some more money out of it. But such a big corporation shouldn't need to do something like that. And trying to cut corners that much to save and maximize profits, like yeah, but it's part of the game, dude. Mm-hmm. At some point, you are just gonna have to take the L. Yeah. You do have to spend money to make money. Yeah. Yes, 
and being comfortable with not being like a, a gazillion fulfillionaire, you know, like just be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. How much more do you need? He also says he warned the Disney higher-ups not to get involved in politics, referring to Disney getting into it with DeSantis over the Parental Rights and Education Act. So he mm. said, don't get involved in politics, you're going to get hurt, it's a no-win situation. And now, maybe, maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse a little bit here, <laughs> but watching the absolute shit show that is Disney forcing the Reedy Creek District Board out of any kind of semblance of power using a clause invoking the death of the last surviving descendants of King Charles III. I can't help but think, maybe Ike was wrong about that one too. Yeah. Just a tad, just a smidge. (laughs) Only a little bit. Yeah. But it's really funny to see. Yes, yes indeed. Yeah, all in all, uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out, buddy. Thanks for... Thanks for helping Marvel get out of bankruptcy in the 90s, but you probably should have let go of that nickel you were squeezing. Yeah, it's kind of like he got him to Disney, and Disney's like, all right, bye. Like, <laughs> All right, now we have money to spend, but yeah. we shouldn't spend money. I, for yeah. fuck's sake. <laughs> Speaking of bad CEO decisions, hmm. boy, I'm just killing it with these transitions today. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Everything, not just, bad. everything just flows into each other. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah, oh, that'll come well. up later. Yeah. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> So, uh, at least one senator and three House representatives want the Justice Department to investigate Warner Brothers' discovery. Mm. Oh, really? Yes, under the claim that the merged company has harmed workers and reduced consumer choice, citing, for example, the layoffs over the past year, as well as writing off of artistic projects like Batgirl for tax purposes. It only took this long for them to go, it's like, hey, they're, like, writing off, like, millions and millions of dollars of stuff, because it's been going on for what? year and a half, something like that? Uh, something like, no, less than that, I think. Okay. But even still, it's just like, guys, maybe we should, like, care. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, this is a little sus. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, tax write-offs in themselves can be kind of interesting, how you can really cut all the corners to make it so that, like, you're not paying any of your taxes. Yeah, especially, yeah. it's not even about that, it's about the fact that I feel like the most baffling thing is there are things that they wrote off for taxes that are complete, finished, and were available for streaming. Hmm. And then they said, no, never mind, you're not going to see this anymore. Fucking with artist residuals, writer residuals, fucking just an absolute scum show just to save money. When it's like, and it, it gets even more baffling because following on from this, allegedly, Warner Brothers has been getting rid of thousands of movie posters and press kits, and then just, I guess they were letting people who were on the set or whatever or in the lot collect them, but then they stopped, and now everything was being tossed into a dumpster, and security won't allow any diving. Yeah, that's that's upsetting. <laughs> They're literally throwing away movie history that you want to write off? Donate that to a museum or a library or something and write that off as a charitable donation. Yeah. Or, or if you want to make money directly, hold some auctions yourself and fucking sell it. Yeah, give it to yeah. somebody who appreciate it. Like, what a nightmare. Uh, they were like from like the 1950s. Back in the day, that was how they promoted their stuff. TV, sure, but like, I mean, we're talking like radio was like the main source of like entertainment in a way. 
Yeah. Hi ho, friends, it's the podcast Great Granddaddy. Yeah. Radio broadcasts. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, it is funny how that's kind of turned back around. Radio was like the main source of like entertainment outside of like comics or whatever for, through like the 30s and 50s. Then mm-hmm. we got televisions and movies and then for me personally, I feel like podcasting has made a massive boom in the last funny last few years. I was like, "Huh." <laughs> Yeah, partly because everybody was shut up for a while. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> and then like on top of it, people don't a lot of times have time to actually watch something and like sit down. So it's like usually it's like the drive commute or while they're studying or, you know, they're able to like listen to something, which is which is pretty cool. Like what a bunch of great like. reasons to listen to podcasts said on this podcast. <laughs> like <laughs> ours. <laughs> Yeah, and then I, I I know like HBO Max is like even going to be like potentially raising the prices to actually be able to watch the Warner Bros. stuff, which is I think pretty Ugh. crazy. Ugh. Like, Especially when you already cut so much shit. I know, like yeah, uh, just to gain access, you have to pay an extra five bucks just to watch their that their stuff. Because I'm pretty sure they own HBO Max or or like working with or something like that. No, they own it entirely. Yeah. There were mm. plans to combine it with Discovery Plus and make a new service, but I guess those petered out when they realized that the people paying for HBO Max don't care about Discovery bullshit, and the people playing for Discovery don't care about paying for Discovery don't care about HBO Max. Yeah. See, I get it yeah. when it comes to like an actual separate thing, almost like the Disney. Like, if it's like if you want to watch ESPN as well, like pay a little bit more. But like when it comes to an actual like producer or like producing like you know whatever movies and shows you shouldn't limit people from not being able to watch just because they're a lower tier i don't know yeah mm-hmm. boy we, we haven't even gotten to the big enchilada yet oh really and what <laughs> the, what was that dare i ask <laughs> star it's wars li- celebration greg yeah oh that's right yeah, whole bunch of Star Wars announcements happened, and I'm not planning on going over everything because it's Star Wars and my interest is rapidly waning. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I feel like one of the biggest things, other than a new trailer that we'll we'll get into later on during trailer time, is they've announced three new movies. Yes. Okay, let's see if these actually get made. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I hate saying that, honestly. <laughs> No, but after everything that they've canceled and everything that they've shelved, it's just like, fuck, man. I wish I could care. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, in the way that, like, it was put to uh, the person that actually did the announcement was like, these are, like, very in the beginning. So, like, yeah, hopes for some one of these to at least come out is okay. But all three, I don't know. Oh, from mm. from what I've heard, Kathleen Kennedy said the new films that were announced are pretty far along development wise. Oh. So, oh, well, hopefully that means they. But, but I'm still going to talk about them in order from most likely to come out to least likely to come out. In my opinion, mm-hmm. first mm. we got a film coming from Dave Filoni. Yeah. Okay, the guy did the a creator Rogue of, one, right? No, he was the creator of uh, the Clone Wars animated series and Star Wars Rebels. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to be making a film focusing on the New Republic. Apparently, it's supposed to be sort of a what Mando, Boba Fett, and Ahsoka are all leading up to or something like that is the expectation. Hmm. 
Yeah. So I I feel like that one's bound to happen, if only because the shows are already there, they're already happening. If they don't make this movie, that's that's however many millions of dollars they spent making these shows down the fucking toilet. Yeah, because it's like the closing of it, right? Like that's what's right, be. especially because they're not making their money back on these Disney Plus shows because mm. they don't Disney Plus isn't that expensive. Yeah, mm. I mean it's maybe just in the long run the the overall, but yeah. The next most likely, I think, is from Charmaine Obadjanoy, who is going to be making a film that is set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker that will feature Daisy Ridley back as Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order. Yeah. Should have been Luke? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's it's like the new, you know, the new coming of it, and Luke kind of passed that, you know, baton over to Rey, being worthy of a leader, uh... Of a Jedi as well, you know? I mostly only meant in the sense of, oh, that thing that we already teased was happening only to tear it down again. Mm-hmm. Only we're doing it for real this time, and you should 100% be invested in it, guys. We swear. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, the actor from, like, yeah, Luke, uh, the guy who plays Luke, uh, wasn't he kind of, like, off about, like, you know, the latest movies? Not really liking the direction so i mean maybe he's just like done with it you know fair yeah i'm blinking on the man's name even though he's such a prolific actor <laughs> yeah, I know. i'm terrible names. Mark perfect with faces yeah Mark Hamill. yeah tom hanks that's it <laughs> i would kill for tom hanks life is like a jedi <laughs> i would kill for okay tom jedi I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, you just I... edit Forrest Gump into the prequel trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think, as far as Run. I know, I don't think, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Mark Hamill's ever like explicitly said that he's like sick of Star Wars in its current state. Yeah. But I remember watching videos of him at panels and whatnot, talking about acting and whatnot, and it's kind of one of those things where I feel like he's like ever as well as subtly as Mark Hamill is because. Sometimes he really isn't. He's more, he's like definitely implied it's like, yeah, this hasn't gone how I thought it was going to. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like down about the, the, the role in which they kind of put him in at the, the yeah. new movies, at least. Yeah, I, I, I distinctly remember when they were talked, when he was told about the ending of, of episode seven mm-hmm. and how he shows up, he was like, I don't remember if it was, like, a good surprise or a bad surprise, but he was, like, very surprised that he just kind of stands there and doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think either, it was either in regards to that or in regards to the beginning of episode eight where he just stands there and throws the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. So this one, I think, has a decent chance of getting made, if only because they really want people to forget how the Rise of Skywalker left everything off, and the easiest way to do that is to jump ahead and say, don't worry, things will get better, for real this Mm. time, we swear, (laughs) this isn't just another fake-out like the sequel trilogy. Mm. Yeah. And then, this one disappoints me, because this is the one that I'm probably most excited for, but is also least likely to be happening. Mm -hmm. James Mangold is going to be directing a film set 25,000 years before the events of any of the other Star Wars movies, Dealing with the first Force user. So, biblical Star Wars. Yeah. Yes, it's been described as a sort of biblical epic, which, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yes, it given does. How, given James Mangold's filmmaking style, he could do some really great things with that. Yeah. It's never gonna happen. 
Mm. I mean, I don't know. We just got to, like, have, like, a, a petition or, a, like, a bunch of people being like, yo, like, make this happen. Because I would Make this one or we shoot you all. <laughs> yeah, <'cause, laughs> I mean, his, his uh, you know, style with, like, Logan was awesome. And, um, I mean, even, like, 310 Yuma was really good. The Greatest Showman. That was awesome. I really enjoy this. Like, he's doing the new Indiana Jones, right? He is. Yeah, oh, so that's like, right. I mean, I don't know, he's he's doing great, it's and so thing. I hope that he really, uh, you know, can take this and make it into actuality. No, especially because I, I hate Logan, but mm-hmm. Logan is a very well-made movie. Yeah, it's like very artistic, it's like, almost like um, Joker, you know, like the like latest one. Um, oh, it's better than Joker, because it well, has a point. I'm just, no, I know, but it more or less in that <laughs> sense, like, where you kind of get like more realism of like his life like kind of like you know himself no big oh batman and this and that and like all this stuff going around or you know even with like you know wolverine not you know fighting like crazy super people and stuff it's like a raw take on it it's a superhero western essentially Mm -hmm. (laughs) i only hate logan because it's a bad x-men movie and it's only a bad x-men movie because most of the other x-men movies are bad if the X-Men <laughs> franchise leading up to that movie had been good, yeah. Logan would have been every bit the masterful, emotional send-off that they wanted it to be. Mm. But because most of those movies are shit, mm-hmm. it's literally just, hey, we just fixed the X-Men! Who's ready for- Oh, they're all dead again! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a shame? <laughs> oh, yeah. what did him in? Uh, Professor Xavier's Alzheimer's and also corn. Yeah. And also Corrin. What a stupid fucking concept. And it would have been great if anything else in the movies had been zany or upbeat or anything other than a flaming goddamn train wreck. And I'm over-exaggerating for comedic effect because First Class was actually really good and I at least liked watching The Last Stand, even Mm. though it was also terrible. Honestly, same with Origins Wolverine. Most of the X-Men movies I like are the bad ones. (laughs) Yeah. Going back to the Star Wars thing for a second. You're right, that thing. (laughs) (laughs) I I am with you, Cody, in that I really want this to happen, even though I'd say chances overall, this is, if any of them do get axed, is probably the most likely. Primarily just because I've always said the thing that always has gotten me into Star Wars is not so much like the characters or the story of the characters themselves. It's more so all the things that make Star Wars as a universe work. Like, the world building and, like, the politics and, like, how different aspects create the core elements of, like, what happens in characters' story. So the idea of the first, like, Force user or whatever it was, that's, like, okay, definitely interested in that. I'd be curious to see, like, if... Well, okay, so there's several jokes I could make about this, many of which I do not probably want to make on this podcast. (laughs) But I... No, go for it. it, Worst case scenario, I cut it. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, like, the the thing that popped in my head is, okay, so is there a Star Wars version of Jesus' crucifixion? So... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was Um, the Order of the Younglings. I mean, maybe. Oh, God. (laughs) No, wait, that's Abraham. (laughs) Oh, that probably is Abraham, actually. Yeah, like, maybe in a way, like, we're one Jedi, kind of, like, to make Jedi continue to be a thing, uh, like, sacrificing themselves. I don't know. Yeah. But no, like, I'd be very into this. 
I'd also be curious in the timeline if for no other reason than one of the things that Star Wars that never gets talked about that bugs the shit out of me is that as far as I can tell, Star Wars as a whole in its universe has been in a technological lockout for literally thousands of years. So I'd be curious to see if that technological lockout was still a thing 25,000 years ago. <laughs> no lightsabers, only swords. <sighs> That would be Just something. Just imagine Star Wars with regular <laughs> ass swords. I mean, something is it? It's like there's a fight yeah. in, like between dark users. They have like Whoa. katanas and shit. <laughs> when we finally get paper, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, like it's like discovered because like I don't know, one dude's about to get axed, and he just like like thinks to stop the person from chopping his head off, and it's just like everyone's like, "What is going on?" Oh my gosh. Witchcraft. Yeah. The burn the witches. <laughs> but yeah, those those movies were the main thing, to me at least. We yeah. got some new descriptions of the Acolyte. It's being described as frozen meets Kill Bill? Okay. <laughs> that sounds either really great or really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's know. set in the High Republic era. They, they debuted a whole timeline with like seven distinct eras of stuff. Mm-hmm. Laurels, uh, Laurels, Lars Mikkelsen is going to be back as Grand Admiral Thrawn, having previously voiced him in Rebels. Now he's in live action, so cool. that's cool. a neat thing. Mm-hmm. Jude Law is apparently playing a Jedi in Skeleton Crew. A trailer was released at Celebration, but not to the public, so we didn't get that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there, there was other stuff, but like I said, Star Wars is no longer... Like, isn't there another movie, too, or show, or something? Like, Star Wars Eclipse? I don't know if you've seen that at all. Eclipse? Yeah. Like, see, that's no, what that's I mean. The like, game. This is something that's been, like... Okay. Is it? Yeah, no, Eclipse is the game that was, I think, in the last few months, they said it's, like, it's been delayed indefinitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, like, I... they didn't talk about that one. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure, because it, like, had the feel of, like, a movie, but, yeah. Mm. That's why I was like, this was, like, a year and a half ago that it was, like, produced, so I was like, I don't know if they talked about it. Trust me, I've been trying to pay attention to that one, because I am very interested in that game. Yeah. No, it was a thing of, like, they said, it's like, okay, it's bit, they're still making it, but it's on an indefinite hiatus. It's like, oh, well, that's lovely. (laughs) Oh, the Lando series is still in the works, apparently. Really? With Donald Glover. I completely forgot that they were making that. (laughs) I would enjoy that. Yeah, because so much shit. Yeah, it's like like too much. Like, uh, they're putting too much on their their platter or their plate. They should just really be headstrong and focused on, you know, putting out something and actually putting it out, not just saying they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And of all things... The movie that is still happening that was previously announced is Taika Waititi's. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. I'm conflicted. Yeah, what is Yeah, what is that? He's the guy who made Ragnarok, Jojo Rabbit, okay. What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, okay. The movie. Not. I don't think he was involved in the show, really. Hmm. He might have been. But no... They confirmed his happening a while ago, and then nothing happened, and apparently it's still happening. <laughs> they said it's going to happen, then it's not really happening, but then now it's happening, but then it's not going to happen, but it's going to happen. <laughs> well, no- <laughs> like, it, So everything Star Wars these days. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I want that movie to come out, but at the same time, I am kind of afraid of what happens, because 
Mm-hmm. Taika Waititi is no doubt a very talented individual. Jojo Rabbit is by far and away like one of my favorite movies in recent years. Uh, by the way, if you've never seen the movie, do not watch the day before Mother's Day. <laughs> Terrible idea. Terrible idea. So, but it's like a thing like, okay, the man clearly has immense talent. But it always seems like his movies are very like polarizing of if they're going to be like good or not or not that good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, most of his movies are fine. It's mostly just his Thor work that's shit. But yeah. since that's the, since that's the more sci- mystical sci-fi genre stuff, that's the stuff I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, I don't know. Especially because apparently part of why it's taking a while is that he doesn't want anyone else helping with the script. Oh wow. no. <laughs> I mean, if it flops, then we know who to blame. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> if he writes and directs. <laughs> There's only one finger to point at that point. Mm-hmm. Fair. All right, this news section has really gone on pretty long. Let's get into trailer time. Ooh. And since we're at Star Wars, yes. we might as well start with Ahsoka. Yeah. I am significantly less interested in Ahsoka and significantly more interested in these Star Wars Rebel connections that are being shown. <laughs> like, I haven't even watched Rebels, which I'm going to have to fix before August. I, I haven't even finished Clone... I didn't get through season one of Clone Wars. Clone Wars is yeah. long, so I so I don't blame you there. Rebels is... I mean, I've watched bits and pieces of Rebels. I haven't really watched all of it. That would be something to get at our mutual friend Jeff about. But from the bits I've seen, it seems like, like a very good time. <laughs> yeah, what is what is Rebels on? Like, where can I watch that? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Plus. It, it yeah. was originally on Disney XD when that channel still existed. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. I mean... I... Remember when it was Toon Disney? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Wow. That just took me back. I, like, yeah. shrunk into a child looking at a big TV. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I've kind of not got Disney Plus for a while, but I feel like this is going to be like when this kind of gets going, I think it's going to be another thing so that I can like watch all the things that I haven't really been able to. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's very cool. I know my aunt, she really loved the, the Clone Wars because she's like kind of like me in the sense of how Anakin was an innocent boy that these Jedis took in and you know, have the same kind of, like, mindset of he was innocent and the Jedi are trash, but... Oh, yeah, they fucked him up. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, did. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just, like, I, I like I, I really want to watch Clone Wars 2 after seeing this because I know, like, she was a really big part in that. So you can kind of, like, get a little bit more feel of, like, who she is. Cause mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going in kind of, like, blind with this because I, I don't know much. But that trailer was was awesome. It was it was pretty well put together. I'm I'm a sucker for the dark side too. So seeing, I think the one character, one person was called uh, Shin Haiti, like the uh like the dark side chick. She like I don't know, just the way that her movements and stuff like that. I was like, all right, this is gonna be pretty cool. I'm not even. I know they're pro- they're adversaries for sure, which means they're probably dark side because Ahsoka's still light aligned even if not really a jedi mm-hmm. as far as i understand it but my understanding is limited because again never watched much of clone wars never watched any of rebels their lightsabers aren't red they're orange yeah they're like a sh- like a shade like a very weird shade <laughs> so that has me wondering what the hell's going on with that yeah but i guess we'll find out that's just the part that's most interesting to me because again haven't watched what's leading up to this, and I know what it's leading up to, because 
there's the the whole. I'll admit it's a little tiresome. The bit of oh, the Jedi are done. Are done. There aren't many of us left. When okay, first of all, bullshit. Every single project that comes out, there's a new fucking surviving Jedi. Mm-hmm. At this point, there's more Jedi who survived Order sixty six than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> Second, then you got David Tennant's robot character saying maybe it's time to start it all again. And it's like, oh, you mean like Luke's doing that we know is destined to fail wait, because the sequel movies? Wait, that was David Tennant? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I, 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 I'm going to be real. I'm probably going to watch it just for that alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fair. Fair. When I was looking over the cast, I even saw that Hayden uh, was going to be Darth Vader. So I guess Darth mm. Vader's going to be in this. That would make... Wait a minute. No, that wouldn't. Uh, he's probably a hallucination or something, or a force projection yeah, or something. Yeah, something. I don't, know. I don't know, but it said his name, and I was like, "What?" And it said, "Kind of dead by this point." I think. And I was like, "Yeah." What? Well, yeah, because this is this is taking place. Yeah, this is taking place in the same timeline as Mandalorian. Then Darth Vader is very dead, so yeah. it's probably like force projection or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was just looking at all or the flashback. Cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, bringing it back. So it comes out in August. I'm marginally excited. I'm I'm treating most Star Wars projects with trepidation and just yeah all right, hit me with it. Yeah, heaping loads. I still of haven't salt. watched Andor. Yeah, like the biggest grains of salt ever. Can we trust what is being told to us? So much salt, I'm dehydrated <laughs> after one lick of it. We also got a second trailer for Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. I remembered the subtitle no, this time. I good. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> it is good. Sorry, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I think the trailer is good, but I also don't have a lot to say about it other than love the bit at the end where it's like, all stations stop Spider Man. And it's just like, you, you, you. you? It's like, yeah, the meme, like, oh, dude. Sh-. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a cool that... little nudge to that, making fun of themselves in a way. Yeah. A lot of Easter eggs. I love the appearance of Mayday Parker, especially in super cute baby form. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. And then at the end, too, like the therapist being like, let me guess, your uncle died. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, that one feels too much like a Rick and Morty. Yeah. Me, I was like, you know? geez. <laughs> super blunt. It's like a Spider Man therapist telling another Spider Man, like, what? Like,. I don't know. At the risk of overusing the easy punching bag for comedy as a Rick and Morty joke, that feels like a Rick and Morty yeah. joke. Mm. But there's that. I'm okay. I'm petty, so my favorite part of the whole thing is them dunking on the MCU as Earth six one six crowd by saying, "Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and the little nerd back on Earth nineteen ninety nine nine nine." Because that's the MCU's official designation. But Kevin Feige seems to want to say it's Earth 616. And to her credit, Miss Marvel actress Iman Vellani keeps getting into arguments with him about it, saying, no, it's not 616, it's 199999. Mm-hmm. Mm. Admittedly, Spider Verse is a little hypocritical about this because they tried to say that Miles' universe is 616. And this is one of those things where. Only nerds care, yeah. but it's also one of those things where, why even bother? Because the only people who are going to catch it are nerds, and nerds are going to get mad because it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I love everything about that, because I was imagining, when he said that, it's just like, man, this is going to be how, like, because this is something I've gotten into, it's like, is this going to be like how car people get into arguments about chassis codes on cars? <laughs> it's like, what's the yeah. best S yeah, chassis? Probably. The S13, the S14, the S15. I once, oh god, I had, I, uh, like, 
I had someone at work ask me, like, in regards to, like, games and whatnot, why don't they use those, those like, chassis codes and games? So I was like, because no one gives a shit. Only nerds yeah. like us do. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're the only it's ones like that push, care. You Even push up your glasses. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually uh, 9999 at this point. Yes. Yeah. I, I got it. It's like, uh, I once... <laughs> I once had someone who asked someone else at, at work, it's like, is there an AE86 in this game? It's like, you mean a Toyota Corolla? It's like, yeah, you're the first, first person I see who knows. I was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Then why would you say it in the most complicated way that nobody knows? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the base of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh. <laughs> there was one bit of dialogue in the trailer that doesn't seem very smooth and doesn't make a lot of sense and it's talking about you have a choice between saving one person or saving the world and then mm. Miles says I can do both Spider-Man can do both not every time and then Miles boots back with what about Uncle Ben it's like yeah Uncle Ben is the time yeah Uncle yeah. Ben Uncle is Ben is the direct the refutation of your point <laughs> yeah. he is the, he is the you He's the UR example. He's the he's the he's the Trump codifier of the <laughs> counter argument against you. Yeah, to make you even be. So I feel like that's two different conversations stitched together to try to sound like something profound for a trailer, but it ends up not sounding like anything. Mm -hmm. The real curious thing is, they they teased that the spot was going to be the main villain, but. I'm now not sure if that's the case. Yeah. It seems more like it's Miles versus a bunch of other spiders. Yeah, well, I think, like, the the way that it was, like, kind of portrayed was that he's, like, trying to stop something that they're, like, intimately, like, this needs to happen, and he's going against it. Like, no, I can, you know, I can do both, or I can, you know, I can save the day in every way. And they're like, no, you can't, and they're trying to stop him. I don't know. Yeah, that was yeah. That was the vibe I was getting. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of got the similar thing. It's like, why do I get the feeling that's like something bad is gonna happen? It's like, no, you need to sit here and watch this so you can learn. I was like, uh, if this is where this goes, and all of these spider people kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some speculation that maybe the conflict is going to be based around the spot since he's got portal based powers. Yeah, like maybe something goes out of control and threatens the multiverse, and the spider council or whatever you want to call it wants to put the spot down. But Miles is advocating basically no way home. Fuck! If this is no way home again, mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll be a little disappointed. Yeah, that's probably where all the speculation's coming from. Everybody was just like, "What if no way home?" But again, and with Miles, and with comic book art style. <laughs> yeah, and also a lot of pointing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pointing. One thing I love that so yeah, much. Yeah, the one thing I was like uh, interesting. I mean, they happen at both of the trailers ending, but like having a PS5 the advertisement like. Is that why? I mean, I guess it's because right. it's Sony. C but yeah, are they making Sony... a game out of this too? Or well, well also the the PS5 Insomniac game Spider Man is confirmed to be in this movie. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I thought it was just because like Sony still mostly <laughs> owns Spider Man. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also they're the ones making this movie. I guess put advertisement where you can, where people will watch it. But there was also a, I guess, another advertisement released that had footage from the three live-action Spider-Man continuities and said the Spider- or something like Prepare for Spider-War or something stupid. And that's just fueling speculation that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland are all showing up. 
Oh, hmm. that'd be cool. If they have like a, like a cameo or something, like they kind of pop into it. Especially because they already referenced Tom Holland at least, so. Yeah. No, true, so it should, yeah. It should happen. Shall we move on to Indiana Jones? We can. Yes. Sure. All right. This got my interest way more than the previous trailer did. Hmm. Yeah. Why would you say that? Well, I, okay, so full disclosure, I haven't seen every Indiana Jones movie. I've seen, I think, two of them, maybe three. I don't even remember how many I've seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the biggest fan in the world, and I don't know, I feel like old man Indiana Jones is kind of stretching it. Yeah. I think this is like the the, the, the chapter end. Like, this is the end of yeah. the, the, the whole entire thing, for sure. Uh, more or less, it's uh, with this one, it's like they're even bringing up the past, because you see, like, young Indiana Jones in it. So... Yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford's like 80 years old, so I, I hope there's nothing else going on after this, but just like you, I haven't really, I remember watching them, but not to the fullest, so yeah, like I would have to rewatch them if that's something that's needing to be done before this movie comes out. No, there was a huge running gag I had going with my friends where before we had the title of this, I would come up with every single way I could to call this movie Indiana Jones, he's too old for this. <laughs> like, Indiana Jones and the Busted Hip, Indiana Jones and the Missing Dentures, Indiana Jones and the Early Bird Special, Indiana Jones and the Visit from the Grandkids, oh, yeah. Indiana Jones and the Life Alert, Indiana Jones and the Mystical Walking <laughs> Stick, Indiana Jones and the Shady Oaks Retirement Home. I could go all day, Helping but I, I won't. get up, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get <laughs> like, just like Indiana uh, Jones and the late social security payment I mean dude uh, like Harrison Ford legitly survived a plane crash too this dude's pretty epic but I don't know I'm, I'm it's there's a lot of action going on in this trailer so I think that's pretty cool like I don't know. And it sounds like potential time travel, I guess? Yeah, like, oh, I don't know. God. Either that, or just flashbacks, or, like, I don't know. Well, not just that, but the fact that it's called the Dial of Destiny, and the fact that th- that one guy played by Mads Mikkelsen said that they can, era- they can erase, like, the mistakes Hitler made or something. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I guess, like, that device or that thing that we see in the trailer is, like, uh, I don't know, a time-traveling device. Or a rewinder or something. Yeah. It's a time turner. Oh, it's yeah. a time turner. It's the Harry Potter time reboot. <laughs> it's come to haunt us. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this this trailer like is really packed and it like said a lot of things. And sometimes I don't like that in trailers when they kind of like put too much information into it because then it's almost like you're getting like the cliff note version like summary. Of what you're the, the movie. movie, yeah. So like you're not, I don't know. When I feel like a trailer should just be like a reveal or a sample, like maybe like one line from the movie, like extended out and like a couple clips. It's like kind of I don't mm. I don't really like that whole aspect of like trailers. That's why sometimes I don't like watching trailers because I'm like I know this is gonna either be good or bad, but I just want to experience it. True. No, that's true. Yeah. I also really like the line of "You stole it, then you stole it, then I stole it." That's capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, the that's wall, a dude. little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Dis- it's like when Disney made the Dumbo movie about the over-commercialization of, their, of, of a product. The, the thing being the product is actually a living thing with feelings and what have you, and that this is a gross thing to be doing. And it's like, really, Disney? Over-commodification <laughs> is bad? Really? That's the hill you're like, going to go for yeah, with this I'm Dumbo sure movie? You, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're yeah. sitting on that hill. Like, Yeah, it's been sitting on that hill for nearly a hundred years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
that horse better be all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he rode that horse into that subway tunnel and it dies, Indiana Jones has lost all my respect. <laughs> That's yeah. true. One thing I think they did pretty nice though in the trailer is the, the music, how they like reimagined, remastered like the original sound of like the original Indiana Jones. I kind of like when yeah. they I, do that. The 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 revisit of the theme itself is cool. I'm not a huge fan of how they mashed it up with Sympathy for the Devil. Oh. Yeah, that that oh. bit was weird. It's like I was just like, okay, you know, Sympathy for the Devil is not a bad song choice and then like transitioning to into the into like the Indiana Jones motif is like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Especially because they didn't. It wasn't just a straight transition. They kept sympathy for the devil playing over parts of it too. Oh, really? It's yeah. not a great mishmash. Oh yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really catch that. Like it'd be like da 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 da. da. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit jarring. <laughs> So by the end, when it's just the Indiana Jones name, I'm like, oh, finally, there's no more sympathy for the devil in this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it looks packed with action. It looks like there's a lot going to be happening in this one. Mm. Definitely. So that would just leave my second most anticipated movie of the year, Greta Gerwig's Barbie, which we got a new trailer for. <laughs> yeah. I love this. I love everything about this. I don't understand. I couldn't explain it to you if I wanted yeah. to. <laughs> but everything about this is just so ridiculous and it's so it's so <laughs> disturbing in the why are they all Barbie and Ken? Mm -hmm. Why is there just a sign that says real world this way? Why does the car do the giant flip? Yeah. I wonder yeah, I wonder if they're gonna do the thing like they realize they are just toys or something. Is there gonna be a part in that where they kinda like that's why this weird stuff's going on. That's why your name is Barbie and my name's Barbie. Mm, and that's why none of us know what boyfriends and girlfriends do yeah yeah <laughs> that okay so that part killed me because it's like it's like i want you to come over tonight yeah. it's like because why because we're boyfriend and girlfriend and do what and i love margot robbie's just like kind of blank dumb look that she does it's so great and kind of just like yeah i actually have no idea <laughs> it's like oh my god yeah but like his expression toys. doesn't change it's not a it's not a oh shit i don't know it's just a huh now that you mentioned it i don't know but it's not concerning to me in the slice yeah deer in headlights just like blank like nothing going on yeah. yeah <laughs> no thoughts. Head empty. Yeah, she she's yeah. great. She's a great actress. <laughs> this movie is the epitome oh, of yeah. no thoughts, head empty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you bring your roller skates? Yeah, I did. I literally go nowhere yeah. without them. <laughs> I was just like, I need a lot more context with that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think more or less it was like a thing that was like packed in his package, like he always had. Or something, you know what I mean? Like in his like box when you bought Ken, he had. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. he's rollerblader Ken. Yeah. Oh yeah, Watch yeah. Maybe that. he's the he version. Was a yeah. boy. She said, "See you later, boy." Yeah. Watch that. He I'm was... calling it now. That's going to be an important he plot device in the movie. <laughs> maybe. The rollerblades. Oh, there's one of two ways this goes. It's either absolutely pivotal or it's not important at all. And I, whichever one is fine by me. Yeah. I just wonder how, like, what they're gonna do with the movie. I guess they're just gonna basically poke fun at the fact that they're all, like, you know, Barbies and Kens, and, like, I don't know, maybe there'll be sort of, like, a love story going on, but I'm just trying to figure out I need to, what's gonna happen in this, you know? I need to watch Greta Gerwig's other films, and maybe I'll get an idea. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I've never seen any of them. What's other ones that he's uh, done? Do you 
No. She's also done or Lady Bird, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, hold on, I'm 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 looking this up to confirm because I just looked this up last night to remind myself, and then I forgot it anyway. This <laughs> is. So films that she's actually directed are Nights and Weekends, Lady Bird, and Little Women. She's also directing the live-action Disney remake of Snow White. No, wait, she's not directing. She's a writer on that one. Okay. Oh, okay. So Barbie's only her fourth actual directing thing, but she does have writer credits on other ones as well. I mean, I think this will be kind of a hit, too, because of just the fact that, like, my age or our age it's pretty much during our growing up they had a lot of barbies and kens and you know it was really big Mm -hmm. during our times as a kid so like now we're grown up so it's like oh barbie yeah just just having that nostalgia almost yeah i'd like to point out i'm a 95 percent straight white guy and it is pushing 30 and i'm very excited for the barbie movie I mean, my only problem with the Barbie movie at this point is that it's coming out the same weekend as Oppenheimer. And it's like, God, I can't believe I'm having such a hard time deciding between two movies that are on such so extreme opposite ends of the respective movie spectrum. And it's like... I mean, that's why you get that pass. One of these? (laughs) I mean, I might just, like, just... bite it and do a double feature for that weekend but damn uh, if i had time i might join but i don't know that i will yeah no i'm so looking forward to this yeah same <laughs> yeah i mean it should be a good time i mean the cast is great so i mean i think it'll be the other five percent is if chris evans wants to make out in case you were wondering <laughs> just figured i'd throw that out there in case chris evans ever listens to this yeah right no pressure <laughs> just throw it what? Out there. Oh, <laughs> I might, I might remove that whole bit. <laughs> now it's awkward. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> ah, no, I'm keeping it. Yeah. Mm. So I was gonna go over the top five of this weekend's box office, but this this is pushing it, and I couldn't really get super solid numbers. So I'm just gonna say, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, highest grossing movie of the weekend. It's also the highest global animated opening weekend of all time. Wow. And it's the biggest opening for 2023, having beat Ant-Man and the Wasp. Currently sitting at about $377 million worldwide. And against a $100 million budget, uh, yeah, uh, there's there's probably sequels coming. Oh, yeah. Has it taken the record for, like, the best opening weekend for a video game movie? Yes, that too. Yeah. Okay. if it did it for just the animated, right? You said animated? Yeah, it did for animated. It has the... Second highest domestic opening weekend mm-hmm. behind just The Incredibles 2, I think. Wow, that is crazy. That's cool. <laughs> to be fair, that one had that one had 15 years of sequel. Oh, you meant the Mario movie coming out just behind that. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah, yeah no. It's cool because it kind of, you know, touched based on, you know, every kind of almost like culture. Everyone knows Mario, but on top of it. It's so ubiquitous yeah. that... In, you know what? We might as well just get into it. The Super Mario Brothers movie is what we all saw yeah. this weekend. Yahoo! And it is, and it is amazing. <laughs> it is so much better than it has any right to be. Oh, Mamma yes. mia. <laughs> <laughs> Let's-a go. Let's-a go, <laughs> Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, it was awesome. It was, I mean, honestly, that's one that, like, it comes out on Blu-ray. I'm buying it, like, instantly. No doubt. Oh, yes. I, I might even see it again in theaters. 
I might see if there's like, I, like, cause I was like, I don't really collect movies. If I do, I try to get steel books. I might try and see if there's mm-hmm. a good looking steel book of that whenever it's. A, oh, there should be. Out. I mean, they have steel books for like you know, like things that aren't even that awesome. They should definitely mm-hmm. have a steel book for that. Yeah. No, this this but, movie is so, good. <laughs> yeah. I. I have some notes, and I can see why critically it's not doing so great. But from the perspective of somebody who likes the Mario games and just wanted a good movie about them, I got that. I was expecting a mediocre movie mm-hmm. that I got a little bit of enjoyment out of here and there, but mostly wasn't going to be fond of. And what I got instead was, I had a great fucking time with this movie, and while I do have some issues, God, it's just so much fun. You can, <laughs> you can get away with a lot in my book with style. Yeah. Yes. And while this isn't usually the style I asso- I'm talking about, usually it's more like Persona 5 smoothness with jazz and shit, this is so a Mario... This this has such Mario all over it that it's like, okay, this is stylish enough that it makes up for a lot yeah. in terms of what it's trying to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, being on kind of the opposite as spectrum of you, Cody, because I haven't really played any of the Mario games, I've never... Well, at least never for any significant amount of time owned any Nintendo console. I was completely blown away as well. Like, it's a great movie. It's a fun movie. It is dripping with style. It's dripping with a lot of love. In the sense that there's a lot of points in the movie that if you grew up all wrong, the games or like with Nintendo or anything like that, there's a lot of like really well-done callbacks that don't feel like they're phoned in, Mm -hmm. pardon the pun, because one of those callbacks is a literal ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually the bit that got me, where it's just like, oh, we're in for a good time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's good. I'm probably not going to talk about it now until we talk about spoilers a little bit, because we'll probably dive more into Easter eggs there. But but holy hell, there's like a lot of those good moments like that, and it's all just so well done with such wonderful blending of all the elements together yeah to where it's still it doesn't like take you out of it at any point if there's anything to knock against it the overall like plot is a little thin but i don't think you would go i personally don't think it's like that's the thing to go to this movie for (laughs) no you don't you don't go to this movie for the plot i will say all in all it feels maybe a little rushed but better to be a little short than too long. Mm-hmm. So that's a negative that's actually kind of a positive. Yeah. For the Super Mario Brothers movie, it's not really about them so much as it's very much a more... I don't think it's a spoiler to say it's more of a Mario and Peach movie. Oh, yeah. But those are those are my main real problems with it. And they're not insubstantial, but the movie's just so damn fun that it really doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It was it was so well put together in in the sense of like really grabbing the feel of every kind of uh, Mario like game. So mm-hmm. hats off for that one for sure. I think. Yeah, and I'm so impressed by the cast because when this cast got announced, I I I was livid about most of it. I was pointing and going, except for Jack Black as Bowser. This all sounds fake. This sounds like if you were watching a sitcom, and that sitcom had a throwaway joke about making a Mario movie, mm-hmm. this would be the cast. Yeah, like, in a, yeah. In a fake sitcom version of this movie. And yet, they all knock it out of the park. Yeah. Seth Rogen, Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Armisen, 
Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. Jack Black as Bowser, obviously. Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach. Even Chris Pratt as Mario, who is, I think, the, the lesser of all of them in terms of voice acting in this movie, is still fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he actually sells some pretty good emotional moments for Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think they they killed it. They really took the the feel of, you know, each character and how they kind of play. Of course, Jack Black just really embodied being Bowser. But <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was like not disappointed with really any of the, the voice actors. They all did awesome. You could have had Jack Black running around in a Bowser suit. And I would have said, no, 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 it's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like every moment of Jack Black being Bowser was just like, and I'm just going to steal the show completely from everyone around me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just a masterpiece. Basic rundown is Mario and Luigi are plumbers. They, uh, they're brothers, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. No relation. But they decide to start their own business. It's not going too great. But then through some happenstance, they end up in the Mystical Mushroom Kingdom. Well, Mario does. Luigi ends up in the Darklands, ruled by Bowser, who's planning an assault, having obtained the the all-powerful superstar that will let him conquer the world, I guess. So Mario and Peach team up to go get help to stop him. Yeah. And that's why I think it was more like a, you know, Mario and Peach kind of movie than it was Luigi, just because of that scenario. Maybe there'd be one where it was like, you know, Mario 64, where they're going to go save Peach, but mm. but yeah. You know, mm-hmm. to their credit, using Luigi as the damsel in distress for this movie <laughs> actually works really, really well. Kind of is Luigi, in a way, yeah. In the sense of, A, Mario and Luigi already have that built-in relationship, so Mario is going to go to hell and back for his brother. Mm-hmm. Whereas, having not met Peach before, he wouldn't necessarily be guaranteed to do the same thing for her. Second, hmm. it lets you develop Peach as a character and lets her set up that friendship with Mario, so that in future movies, if she ends up captured for whatever reason, we know why Mario wants to save her. But she's also gotten a good showing, so it doesn't make her seem completely useless if she gets captured later on down the line in a sequel. Mm-hmm. So actually, well you know what? Well done. Very well played, Illumination. Good job. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a nice way to avoid some unfortunate pitfalls of a Mario movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong is so good, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, was fun. it was hilarious hearing his laugh, though. He's just such a dick. <laughs> he is a massive dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the, the the Mario Kart bit, which the rainbow, the whole Rainbow Road scene, which is in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler. Great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That like awesome. Chef's kiss. Oh my god! Speak mm. of Chef's kiss, the best thing about this movie, I think, is the use of Mario music. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was gonna gush about did that not in realize... the section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler uh, at all. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. Like today, I don't think a lot of times they'll they'll like uh mm-hmm. they'll throw in like you know popular music now you know like as a filler for like music. Right. And okay, yeah, mm-hmm. some exact uses of music are probably spoilers that I won't go into just yet yeah. because some of them are related to really funny music bits. But in general, <laughs> I did not realize. How I don't know if I'm gonna be able to rewatch the first two Sonic movies now. 
<laughs> because they don't use the sonic music for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I'm joking mostly for effect, yeah. but boy howdy, it makes such a huge difference hearing music associated with the games in the movie, and it just adds that extra layer of knowing that they really gave a shit about it, mm -hmm. and that they're fans of the material, and that they know that the movie is being made, yeah, mostly for kids and the parents who are bringing them to see it, but the parents are probably fans, so throw in that, because they'll recognize it and they'll appreciate yeah. it. It's just, a as somebody says in the movie itself, it's cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Cody's right in that the couple of the bits that came to my mind as far as the music are spoilers for some very funny moments, but I just, for the bits of music I did recognize, I did love how it was distinctly like the classic Mario music, but with the orchestral big movie mixes that you would expect in like a major production. And it's just yeah. like, oh geez, they are not, they like, these people are, are officially not fucking around. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, even like, back in the day, like music and stuff like that was eighty percent of sometimes the game. Like, if you had a bad sound mm -hmm. to your game, it was like people are gonna turn it off. They're not gonna want to play it because oh, yeah. if it's like something that's so bland, they're like, oh, okay, the gameplay is okay, but like hearing the same little tune over and over and over again, it doesn't sound appealing. Like, I'm done with this game. I'm not fully convinced that Sonic the Hedgehog would still be alive as a franchise today if it had bad music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, That's true. Shoot, several of the games that are in my collection I are because of... Shit, like, one of my favorite franchises being Ace Combat, I am into largely because of the music in, in the series. So, good music goes a long way. And the Mario movie has gangster music. That's how you get your music. <laughs> I mean, yes, you're not incorrect. <laughs> you are, That's how you, you are not music. wrong. I, yeah. You usually take it from games you play. Yeah, and then like, I just like branch out to see what I can find that's similar, and that introduced me to other artists. So that's not totally incorrect. And that's awesome. But, that's cool. Yeah. But it's like, no, I obviously there were a lot of, because I didn't grow up with Mario, there were definitely songs I didn't recognize, but I was still like, the production quality and the quality of the music is just like, God, I love everything about this. I want to see the second movie just uh, the movie a second time, just on that alone, for the most part. Yeah. Do we got anything else that's not a spoiler? Do we think? <laughs> We're all, like, I don't think at so. The edge of our chair. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Other than go see the movie. <laughs> yeah, do it. Hundred I mean, percent. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that no one will be like, "This was a bad experience." Yeah. If you do, that's crazy. Oh yeah. So. That being said, if you don't want to be spoiled on details for the Super Mario Brothers movie, make sure to click away now, because we're getting into spoilers in 3, 2, 1. So, I, if I may start... I don't I even do. know where to start. Yeah, go for oh, it. Oh, I do. I love how they explain the accents, like, in the t first ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Well done, because that was the number one complaint when, like, they announced yeah. Chris Pratt was cast and when they showed the yeah. first trailer. And it's like, you know what? That is an amazing way to get around that. <laughs> yeah. That was good. They didn't do a text crawl like, Palpatine has returned. They gave an actual <laughs> lucrative reason. It's like, yeah, we played that up for our commercial in the real world. It's like, you know what? Fair. I cannot just... argue against that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just an Italian plumber in New York, dude. Like, 
I like that they were like, you don't think it was too much? And then, like, the actual voice actor is like, no, it was perfect. It was a perfect. Mm. <laughs> that was so cool. So many, so many cameos, not just Mario stuff, but also other things, like Kid Icarus showing up mm-hmm. that was, as mm-hmm. a game that Mario's playing. Mm-hmm. That was really cool seeing that. And, like, I even, uh, he was playing Jumpman, too, in, inside the restaurant. Uh, yeah, because that's what oh, yeah. uh, the guy voiced by Charles Martinet was playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a big part of this movie, honestly. And that's another reason why I want to watch it a second time, or at least buy the DVD and then, like just pause it. Is there's a lot of references, like not mm-hmm. just to Mario, but to other like Nintendo IPs, and I'm more than confident that there's loads of them in very specific scenes that I don't recognize. But the ones yeah. I like, I did the know- Kong Stadium alone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Even 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 when he was with Toad walking around, like all that was going on, I was like trying to like take it all in, but there's just so much going on. It was like uh, I know I missed something. Yeah. No. And Toad is a great. Uh, it, it's not helped by the fact that Toad is being hilarious the entire time, just going <laughs> move out of the way, one side. This guy's brother is going to die <laughs> imminently. I'm ki- I'm just clearing the way. He's going to be just fine. <laughs> I, for me, it's just, yeah, I was... love that scene just because of, like, the shift in tone where he's like, excuse me, pardon the way, major adventure. Excuse me, this guy's brother's about to die. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Your princess is in another castle. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was hilarious. What what was that a reference to? So, in the original Mario, Super Mario Brothers, when you beat Bowser in the uh, first, like, Bowser castle... Mm-hmm. Toad will say, thank you, Mario, but our princess is in another castle. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I like the fact that they're like, oh, uh, yeah, like, somewhere somewhere over there. Like, you know, just like... She's in another castle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's like uh, like at uh, work, how, like, Jimmy made those little tags in the back of, like, our, like, stuff when it's out of stock. It's like, sorry, this is, it's like in another oh, yeah. castle. Like, that's what it's... Like referring to Oh okay. Here's where I make a subtle plug to go check out unlimited video games. <laughs> Do that, yes. Do that, yes, please. The best. Okay, the best that's cool. One hundred percent. But yeah, that that's what it's pointing to. Um I like the fact that they used almost the ridiculous world of Mario as like a training course. Whenever is there like this platform that's swinging around and you know the mm-hmm. the platforms are going to the ground like you know yeah and it's like oh this is just like yeah. a training course for you know something like real life scenario or something i don't know honestly way more power-ups than i was expecting oh yeah i did not expect yeah. the ice flower i didn't expect the mini mushroom the cat the the cat suit i mean the oh, cat yeah. suit was spoiled in like a clip or something mm-hmm. but i was kind of expecting just the cat suit the super mushroom the fire flower, and I'd heard the tanuki suit was a thing, but I didn't see it, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, mm. and then the star, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But in regards to the whole training course, Betty, she's like, oh, yeah, I mean, you'll get it eventually, but hey, Patrick's makes perfect. It's like, you got it on the first time, didn't you? I got it on the first try, but hey, I grew up here. And it's like, this is literally conversations people have with, like, people who have never touched these games versus people who are good at them. <laughs> You're just trying to make me feel better, aren't you? Is it working? A, a little, little bit, bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, but you didn't Who's he? Yeah. He's not He's important! He's not important! 
and then everyone cheers. Everyone starts cheering. Awesome. It's just like, damn. <laughs> they just this did movie him has dirty. so many lines that now live rent free in my head. <laughs> like, do human princesses find him attractive? They do if they have good taste. Like, oh, yeah, l- or um, literal like, bro moment. <laughs> So good. Stop flexing your pecs. Dad, it's what they came here to watch. Like, <laughs> look at everybody. Look at it. Mm. Yeah, that was awesome. DK. All right, settle down, Diddy. Oh, and then it's he like, says, Aw. it's on, like, Donkey Kong. That was perfect. The DK rap. Oh, my God. Okay, it really sucks that they didn't credit composer Grant Kirkhope in the credits for this. That's a scummy move. Fix that shit, Nintendo. Yeah. Get yeah. this man the credit he deserves. Yeah. But... Holy shit! I did not expect the DK rap. No, I was did hoping. I. I was praying. <laughs> Never in my life did I think it would be answered. Mm. Oh yeah. And then uh, the gem with me. The gem carts the... being built. That was oh, cool. That was like the, the inf- fact that it's just the it's just the cart selection bit from Mario Kart. Yeah, it's like yeah. like like the exact look. No, that was like and a scroll wheel, so you picked your parts and then press a big red A button. Press <laughs> the big red A button. Yeah, it was it's a supposed button. To, the B like, button's it's not even red. Just a button. It's an A button. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Points that... off for that. It's the wrong color. Uh, but like That's true. that was not wrong. That entire sequence was like easily my favorite part of the whole movie. Just like them picking everything was just like I love everything about this, which was which I. For me, I feel like it's extremely ironic because up until a few months ago, I actually hated Mario Kart legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> and then you learned how to drift. And, then, and drifting's so much fun in these games, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boosting it right. Thanks to the store streams held every Thursday by Unlimited Video Games, now on Twitch. <laughs> Make sure to check them out. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and like, uh, Toad rolls up in that big old, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, like... Awesome. It's a fucking... Like, he couldn't control it for a second, he's like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, he's like, yeah. like Toad's just in the bro-dozer, it's just like, okay. <laughs> I love, and kind of with that, because, like, one of the things that, because Bowser sends his army to stop Peach, Mario, and the Donkey Kong army, and there's one person that he says that it's, like, literally a blue shell, like, he's wearing a blue shell in a giant-ass truck eventually gets destroyed and he's like no i'm not gonna let it finish this way and then he turns into the blue shell goes after mario and does the whole thing like spinning around and exploding over top of him and i literally like in my seat i'm going like dude fuck you and i'm like wow that's the pe-. it's like it says everyone who gets hit peak. by the blue shell <laughs> yeah peak mario I will say that that was like one thing I kind of didn't like the music that they chose for that scene, like where they're getting chased. It was almost like I felt like it was like a Lord of the Rings battle scene, like it, like the I don't know. It was like very, huh. I don't know, I don't know if you like and when you watch it again, you'll kind of get what I'm saying. But like I don't know, that was the only thing that I was like music choice they could have done something different. Like I don't know, Rainbow Road, like kind of like they kind of did at the beginning, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then they turn it into. Like, oh, this is a battle going on, and almost turned Well, yeah, because I, I don't feel like the Rainbow Road music is really... But, like, maybe, like, a... Action-y enough. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, heavy metal version of it. I don't know, something mm. to bring. Hmm. I don't know, it just didn't... It felt out of place, is all. Like, it just didn't seem like it's sad. All right. 
in that scene or in the Mario world. I think the only thing, granted, I don't I didn't really catch the music in building the Mario Kart portion, so I don't know if it was this, but in one of the Mario Kart games, wasn't it Thunderstruck? Oh yeah, it was, was Thunderstruck. It? Yeah, like Thunder. I forget. Thunder. Yeah, in one of the Mario Kart <laughs> games, I forget which one, but I remember like in the menu music, it does a thing where the music gets progressively more upbeat the closer you get to actually starting the race. And I was like, oh, huh. that would have been perfect for this. <laughs> maybe like yeah, a remix like of it that too. Like started off like that? Yeah, yeah like maybe like either start it off like that or have it be like a more like rock remix, but still that same vibe. It's like, I feel like I would have preferred that more. Um, but mm-hmm. other than that, and then the other thing is that with all that was showing, and especially with how it was set up, I feel like I don't think there's any way they could not have done it. But I kind of, when they showed Rainbow Road and all of them like jumping on it, it's like, man, this would have been so much better if they didn't show this in the trailers. <laughs> yeah, then you kind of, yeah, you get it now. That's that's like, that was like saying for, yeah. uh, for Indiana Jones, how it was like, you know, too much being shown. But yeah, I don't know. Rainbow Road would have been a really delightful surprise mm-hmm. if we didn't know it was coming. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Especially with the buildup in the movie mm-hmm. where Mario's like, uh, the, the ramp's about to run out and that... You'd have just enough time to go, wait, are they gonna... No. Yeah. No, of course they <laughs> And then won't. it happens. That's like when people, like, get up and start clapping. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like that probably should have been kept, like, under the wraps, potentially. Oh, God, what a- Okay, as much as I give this movie shit for not giving Luigi enough to do, the bit at the end where he uses the manhole cover as a shield to save Mario from Bowser's fire breath? Mm-hmm. Touching. Yeah. And oh, then yeah, they very. show the little baby Mario and Luigi. That oh, was and baby, so cute. And baby Peach! And baby Peach. Who's oh, like yeah, then, yeah, same baby Peach, too. Super adorable, even if it has some very uncomfortable implications of her also getting Isekai into the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> as a baby. Yeah. yeah. I do have a note here. That time I went through a giant green pipe and ended up in another world. <laughs> now on Crunchyroll. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, as far as, like, yeah. smaller bits that come to mind, I did love, especially when, like, because me and my and my other co-worker, Anthony, we were sitting next to each other in the theater, and we showed it different ways, but we both loved how when Luigi's phone started ringing and it was the GameCube startup sound, it's like, alright, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's really good. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Even better, because Luigi's Mansion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which we got a couple nods to, I guess, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought when he went inside, like, you know, with, like, the, uh, the skeletons chasing him and stuff, uh, I thought there was going to be, like, some element of that, like, where he was going to get, like, freaked out, like, he would close the door and then, like, I don't know, some ghost Ghosts. would, like, yeah, like, kind of appear or something, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, booze might have been more appropriate than Shy Guys, but... Yeah, shy Guys are pretty creepy, though, too, to be honest, like... Yeah. True. <laughs> I, I know it was already talked about before, but I did just in the in the in the general theme of using sound and music perfectly because again I could like gush about that with this movie endlessly during mm-hmm. like you already talked about it, but like during the bit where Bowser's just like come here jam with me and his second in command whose name or whatever I forget comes up and it, Bowser just starts Kamek as Bowser just starts going na 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 and it's like. Oh, okay. I was just like, ha! <laughs> He's yeah. just playing the Mario Underground theme. Yeah, it's so the clean. best shit ever. Yeah, it's just so it's clean. Just, I died. Yeah. 
as he's like talking to him like yeah yeah it's great it's like it's like all right okay movie and kamek's playing like the coin noises and sound effects (laughs) yeah like like, as you're playing it yeah it's like it's like okay movie we get it you're going hard (laughs) no they really went hard with the song peaches oh yeah which is on spotify by the way yeah, and is also apparently video. eligible for an Oscar nom. Please, please, yes. <laughs> if it makes that, that would be so epic. It won't get it, but it yeah. would be great if it did. Just the fact that it'll be up there, though, like you know, one of the like ones that they list off, that'd be epic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's too ridiculous and it's too tongue in cheek and it's too goofy where they'd ever consider it. But I think it's too ridiculous to not consider it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they Jack Black did a whole music video too. With, uh... But it's not cinema. Yeah, <laughs> your cinema. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Even though it was shown in one of the trailers, I forget the name of the blue star. But like, even in the literally, even in the theater where he goes, it's like there is no escape. The only <sighs> thing waiting for us is the sweet embrace of death. Everyone's just like, "Oh, come on, man!" I was just like, "Okay, that's still funny." Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I thought it'd be less funny in the theater. It's still really funny. <laughs> yeah. There is no sunshine, only darkness. And when he does it, he does like a little stardust flare. Yeah. Honestly, all the lines coming from that dude, like, was perfect. Like, there's not one that was just like, okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. <laughs> Especially at the the very end, like, when it um, popped up. And oh, I forgot exactly what happened, but oh, do you guys remember? All that's left is... yeah. You, yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah. And it's just makes you want to play the saxophone, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's just so like I, I got kind of scared. It's like, why is the Mario movie going all existential right now? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I do love that. Like, uh, you know, Bowser was like, "I'm gonna get her and have a wedding," and everyone's just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, really? Yeah, the fact that the crux of his plan ends up being getting Peach to marry him. Yeah. Because they're all, like, thinking the same thing Peach is thinking, like, uh, yeah, I don't think this is gonna work out very well. Like, that's no chance in hell. Like, What if she says no, immediately gets flame blasted into a dry <laughs> bones while his buddy standing next to him just gives him a look like, bro, what'd you expect? Yeah. 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 But I, I love that. that. That, like, that's the take, you know, that mm. he wants to, you know, marry Princess and will literally destroy worlds to have her. If she says no, I will burn the mushroom kingdom in the ground. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, that I know that's his regular MO, but how are they going to do that in the movie? And then they just up and do it. It's like, okay, I guess like that. <laughs> okay, okay, you know what? Minor minor video game lore quibble time. Mm-hmm. I will not stand for the Donkey Kong Jr. erasure that went on in this movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, so in the movie, Donkey Kong is Cranky Kong's son. In the games, although uh, it's Mario, so you know, the lore flip-flops, but generally accepted in the games, Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong from the Donkey Kong game. He was Mario's pet, who was mistreated, went on a rampage, Mario stopped him. Hmm. The current Donkey Kong is supposed to be his grandson, with another ape, Donkey Kong Jr., in between. Jr. hasn't been seen in years. I think the last time he showed up was in Mario Kart... 64 or maybe it was the original no it was the original i think oh yeah 
So, uh, I will not stand for this. <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr. deserves to be represented just like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> you put Chunky Kong in there, you can get DK Jr. Right. What was that? What's the Kong name one with the jacket? Or Swanky jacket. Kong? Swanky? Yeah. Swanky Kong, yeah. They even threw him in there. Yeah. Yeah. That gorilla's wearing a sports jacket. That <laughs> 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 nah, dude, Toad, oh, he was perfect too. Oh, yeah. He killed it. I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah. You think he's gonna use the frying pan to beat up the other toads, and instead he just starts cooking? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, go, go, go. I like how, like, he, like... I'll scramble it up. Like, mm. when he went into Mario, and he, like, kind of saluted or whatever, and they all, like, stood up straight, and, like... <laughs> wait, they're like, wait, what? It takes him a second. Yeah. Oh, and then the toad that was, like, leading the meetings and stuff like that? Like, that voice He sounds actor? like an honest trailer toad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah he does. In a world where video game movies are starting to rise up, <laughs> yeah, one princess to save it all. Mm. I like how I like how they built up Peach and Mario's mostly platonic with hints of potential romantic later down the line friendship. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think the way that like when he first was like there and she saw him, it wasn't so much like love at first sight. It was more like there's another human. Like whoa, yeah. Like, yeah. As I, I love seeing this actual person. Yeah, yeah, like, this is crazy. No, like I, I remember, like when she was making a big deal, about it, I was like, "You're actually a human." I was like, "So are wait, no, you're the only human in this universe, aren't you?" Yeah. Okay, I can understand why another human showing up would be a big deal then. But then there's little hints of it, like when they're talking about in his world, people have pet turtles, and it's like, "Come to Brooklyn sometime, I'll get you a pet turtle." Mm. And then Donkey Kong just rolls up with. Bro, is this you flirting? This is painful. Yeah. <laughs> the princess would never be interested in dating you. Yes, he would. I guarantee it. Yeah. It's like Toad trying to be a good wingman. Yeah, man. good yeah, wingman for, for sure. And they brush over it, but it's still like, okay, yeah, I could, I could, I could see this. Yeah, same. But also, if it doesn't, it's not a big deal because really, Mario and Peach aren't canonically really much of a thing anyway don't at me fanboys yeah like in a way like like this movie does show it perfectly like they become good friends and just like any good friend if they get captured or something like that you would go try to save them so it might be a thing where yeah mario will like fall in love with the beautiful princess but voiced by anya taylor joy (laughs) yeah but like yeah i mean yeah, you're you're not wrong, Cody. Yeah, all in all, this was just way better than I was expecting. Oh yeah, it's a, I and I get, I can get why critically it's got such a low rating, which everybody's pointing at like, oh, it's got a fifty six percent Rotten Tomato score. It's like, guys, guys, okay, I know I'm guilty of this too, but settle the fuck down. Does it really? Fifty six. Yeah, but the thing is, fifty six percent. It doesn't make it a 56% movie. It means roughly a little more than half of the critics who saw it thought it was a good movie. Yeah. And honestly, considering it's a video game movie aimed primarily for kids that runs an hour and a half long, made by the people who made Minions, uh-huh. I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. Because it's it's certainly not the greatest movie made all year, I don't think, just in terms of being a movie. Mm-hmm. What it is is it's a really good fun adaptation of Mario that leans very heavy on the references and that more kiddie-ish humor. Mm-hmm. So I totally get why critics aren't going to say, yeah, this was great. They're going to say more like, this This is pretty shallow and pretty short, and honestly, there's better things you can show your kids. And it's like, that's true. 
Yeah. But is there anything better that's out right now in the theater? And the answer yeah. is no. No. Yeah. I mean, John Maybe Wick. Maybe John Wick, but <laughs> don't, show, don't show your kids John Wick. <laughs> I mean, was there anything that was, like, too much, you know, sexually explicit with John Wick? I don't think. No, it's, it's just... There's a lot of violence. It's just I mean, insanely violence, but... violent, yeah. Yeah. One man gets his... Dude, there's, like... I'm not gonna... You know what? That's spoilers. That is spoilers. Like, is everywhere, like, yeah. But, yeah. I like how it's just like, one man gets it! Wait a minute. <laughs> and it's but, like, I mean... And someone's like, you know, that's you have multiple moments of that in every John Wick movie, so it doesn't really narrow it down. <laughs> no. Yeah. But um, running back to, like, the, um, you know, critics and stuff, I mean, Dunkey kind of put it in a good way when it comes to, like, you know, reviewing, like, games, like Video Game Dunkey, the YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Right. Where, like, you know, critics, like, who are these people? You know what I mean? I guess you like. Is there a way in which you can see everyone who given like the Rotten Tomato uh, bad a score and good score, and you can kind of see what else they gave a, a good score and a bad score to? Like, how are they the American Idol judges of what is and what isn't good? I guess they gotten you know the job title to do it, but like when it comes down to it, I don't know fifty six. I definitely don't think it's a fifty six. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, but that's the thing. It's not a 56. That just means about half of the critics who saw it liked it, yeah. which, yeah. I'd say... That that yeah. tracks. Yeah, I would say a 56% just from critics. It's a, it's one of those unfortunate things. I mean, thankfully, it hasn't stopped this movie from, like, just raking in dough. But for a lot of movies, that would be enough to deter people. Yeah, exactly. You know but, what I mean? Like, But I think at this point, it's like, okay, but ever, there's also so many wonderful like reviews for it because i think that movie's still what sitting at a 93 percent audience score with like yeah. hundreds of thousands of reviews within the critic score because i did like look into it the most common complaint that's listed is that and i kind of alluded to this earlier that the pl- plot is like a little thin it's like you know what it's one of those things where it's one of those weird ones where it's like they are objectively correct but i still disagree <laughs> yeah, yeah because it's like Yes, the slot is paper thin. That is completely accurate. That is a more than like reasonable complaint to levy at the movie. But it's also one of those things where it's like, yeah, what did you expect? It's a movie about Mario and Peach stopping Bowser. There's only really one direction it can go. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to blame somebody for hoping for something a little more expansive mm-hmm. because the Mario games themselves are very bare bones. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say... It was wrong to hope that maybe they'd kick it up a notch and try to elevate it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think there's anything wrong with what they did. Yeah. Is the main thing. Yeah. Cause... And the thing is, it's also it's also hard to really trust the aggregate scores on sites like Rotten Tomatoes because sometimes the algorithm will take something that sounds like a positive review and skew it as a negative, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. When it's down the middle like that, it can be really hard for the system to gauge it. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, to that extent, I will say, I guess one of the unfortunate things that comes with it that both you and me have experienced, Cody, is how either positively or negatively what critics and also audiences say about a movie directly influences how much we want to see it. Although it's kind of weird for us, because the both of us have gone like, Wait, this movie has both a twenty percent audience and critic score. Oh, we gotta go see. Oh, this. I gotta see. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. A lot of the times, it has the reverse effect for us, where it's like, oh, this is getting lambasted by everybody. Yeah. Can't fucking wait. Yeah. Let's just see how bad this is. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's look like actually having a mindset a little bit more than just the average, you know, 
person watching a movie. Well, yeah, because the average person watching a movie doesn't get how aggregate scores work in the first place. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, for like the, I mean, the plot for the Mario movie was, I mean, there's a little bit going on. You know, what I mean, they started off, they didn't have jobs, and then they're making their own thing. That's how they became these plumbers, or you know, we're doing the plumbing thing, and then um, they kind of go off in their ways, and you know, Luigi gets lost, and. Um, Mario's just trying to find his brother, but then, you know, Bowser's trying to marry Peach and, you know, like all, I, I feel like there's quite a bit going on for, you know, the hour and a half that was there. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I get it that it wasn't like the main plot for it all wasn't like too heavy, but there's like a lot that was going on or different mm. like plots. I guess the main thing is there isn't really an, a, there aren't really character arcs in this. Mm. There are... Mm. Because Luigi doesn't get an arc. Luigi just goes from being a coward to not. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no real point where he has to confront that weakness. It just kind of changes. Mario, on the other hand, has all the makings of an arc, but doesn't actually change. It's just a case of he doesn't know when to give up, Mm -hmm. and steadily the environment that he's in becomes more and more conducive to not giving up. Mm -hmm. So it's a case of, like, I can also see where they find it shallow there, because for a movie called, again, the Super Mario Brothers movie, one kind of gets shortchanged, and the the other, who gets all the focus, doesn't really do an awful lot with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, that's another one where, if your job is to look at the movie from a critical perspective, Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a problem. Yeah. The upside is, technically that. speaking, while I'd like to think of myself as a critic, I'm also just a guy talking about movies on a podcast for fun, so <laughs> I don't have I mean, to hold myself to any higher standard. <laughs> that is more than half of anybody that, you know, has a, a voice or thinks they have a voice is doing. True, I would say. Yeah, plus also, you know, j- just to clarify, when I say the average person doesn't get how aggregate scores work, I'd also like to point out, I'm also indulging in hypocritical humor because I, too, set entirely too much score by a Rotten Tomatoes percentage sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah. I also get caught up in the hype. Again, yeah. we see bad movies if they have bad ratings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good it not excites to be, us. It's good not to be like a yes man or, oh, this is a Mario movie? A hundred percent. Yeah, this is yeah. the best movie ever. Of course, but... Yeah, yeah I, thankfully I haven't been seeing a lot of that. At least from the bits and pieces I've seen of like audience scores, I haven't really been seeing a lot of that. I think a lot of because you do see that with like kind of like people trying to elevate movies every now and again. I mm-hmm. yeah, I think like for the ones I've read so far, the people who are giving it good stores are people who like genuinely liked the movie and like, yeah. right, like, like legitimately being like, no, this is a good time. The writing style and all that doesn't feel like someone like just trying to make a quick hundred percent rating of elevate the movie upwards true no it does its job of being a fun enough movie that you don't either don't notice or don't really care about the technical mm-hmm. filmmaking shortcomings yeah, right. a little bit. we got anything else yeah, see, any closing thoughts go watch this movie yes that yeah <laughs> i'm probably watching it again at some point yeah or if, if i don't watch it again i will definitely buy it physically oh last that too last closing point Mama freaking Mia. That thing was said way too many times. That's probably my one thing that I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it, it was funny in the points that they did it. I, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just like, I don't know. I, I was thinking of doing a counter and I, I didn't really count, but I think there was like 10, 10 of them. 
Guess we're gonna have to do a rewatch yeah, for the Mamma Mia counter. Just would be count. a fun thing to keep track. Oh, also, because we talked about this a little bit, props to this movie for actually using dropping the title and having it not be corny. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you know what? That goes a long fucking way for me. <laughs> they had this movie end with somebody unironically saying. Let's hear it for the Super Mario Brothers, and after everything the movie set up and went through, that did not feel corny. Yeah. That shit felt earned. <laughs> yeah. So well done there. And I mean, the uh, last i mean, last point is probably the end of it all, where uh, you get the Godzilla, or no, not Godzilla. Alien? <laughs> I mean, I basically, know, that's what's what, Whatever be. reference, yeah. That you mean Yoshi? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're Yoshi, so. <laughs> Godzilla. Right? Which one was it? Was it Alien or Godzilla? What was it? Oh, like the egg hatching? The reference to it, right? Wasn't it like a, a scene where there's like one last egg and then it hatches? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to think of it. Mm-hmm. But, wow. But yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be cool. Because I remember like seeing the Yoshis in the background and I was like, uh, they're going to do something with Yoshi now? Oh, <laughs> no, they're not really going to. So. There's no green. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's not a Was symbiote. there no green Yoshi in the background? Not in the crowd, no. No, there no, wasn't. Wow. I, I couldn't oh, yeah. tell. Like it was like that's what I mean. Like that's why I want to see it again because there's so much that I feel like I didn't really, uh, really see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another one of those lore things where the green Yoshi is occasionally treated as unique slash the main Yoshi. It's not consistent because nothing in Mario is. But <laughs> yeah. fun little nod. Mm. Was there any other like Easter eggs that you guys like noticed or anything during the movie though? Ooh. Oh. Uh, punch out pizzeria. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Yep. And Pauline. Cool. Pauline. Yeah. As the mayor of Brooklyn, apparently, or probably the mayor of New York City, but mm. you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to pot like rewatch the movie, but have the ability to pause just like when Mario's playing Kid Icarus, just to see all the other like things that are going on in his room. Oh yeah, wasn't I think there was like a some sort of ship or something like that. Um, yeah, there's I forget what it was, but it's like, like it was hanging up. Yeah, or it's like on top of his TV. Mm-hmm. I, I forget what, exactly what it's a reference to, but it is it is a reference in of itself. Yeah, to like a game. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah. Oh, and all, very good shit. Yes. yes, yes indeed. Go watch it if you haven't already. So next week, mm-hmm. we got a few different options, but I, I think the obvious one is going to be Renfield. Yeah, yeah, probably. Because <laughs> it's either Renfield, Mafia Mama, or The Pope's Exorcist. And I'll be honest... A little bit of me wants to try for all three, but I know that's not going to happen. Yeah, so, same. So, might as well settle for the Nicolas Cage Dracula movie, you know? Yeah. How can you not? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it is Nicolas Cage, like, when, like, first seeing that trailer, and then it's Nicolas Cage, I'm like, yes, I, I'm seeing this. There's no doubt. Right? <laughs> like, Instant win. I mean, when I first saw that trailer, I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I was like that too, but I'm like, that's half of the reason why I'm going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, TikTok, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Instrumental, you got any, you got any things you want anybody to follow you on? Go on Instagram and follow Unlimited Video Games. 
because that is the best retro video game store in the United States. Possibly the world. (laughs) Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Japan's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, Japan's probably got some (laughs) stiff competition. Yeah, I'm speaking from personal bias. But yeah, yeah. I mean that, and like you know, go to your local video game store too and show them some love. Indeed. And also make sure to follow unlimited video games on Twitch TV for those weekly store streams. Oh yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. They're a riot, and I'm not just saying that because I'm there for a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, this has been. Under the Bridge, featuring... Instrumental? (laughs) I wasn't sure if that was my part. Yeah, no, sorry. (laughs) This is how we end all of these. This is how we do it. (laughs) Okay. And this has been your host, Cody, a.k.a. The Starlet Troll. And Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Mamma mia. (laughs) 